Bryce Eddy here with Liberty Station, where we are fighting to be a threat to the Great Reset. Today we have a special program because we're going to be pushing back on a couple of uh, things. And um, my guest host with me today is uh, none other than Rick the Brawler Brown, my pastor, <laughs> whom I love. I love to be with you. It's, we're going to have fun today with our topics. Yeah, yeah, we are. We are. Um, y- you and I have a couple of the highest rated shows on our little uh, is that right? station here. Yeah. Because, wow. uh, you know, you bring the heat, man. <laughs> Maybe we just have so much fun, people want to join us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that might be it. Well, you know, we talk about some pretty disturbing things. The yeah. last time um, in, in one of the episodes that we had, we talked about food shortages yes. and some of the supply chain stuff. and. Yeah. This one is a little bit along the same lines mm-hmm. because what we're starting to see unfold here is, you know, they've done their they've done their um, worst to us with this COVID thing, mm-hmm. and that's losing steam. Yeah, you know, we saw the mask mandates get defeated here in Los Angeles. Um, they're they're trying to um, you know continue to keep the fear stoked, and you know it's just starting to fall flat a little bit. They're trying to pump up the monkeypox thing, but if you stay out of gay bathhouses, you might be all right on that one. So, you know, that's not quite getting the traction, you know. So what's next? Uh, What's next is the climate doomsdayers. The world is coming to an end, Bryce. And unless we get rid of our fossil fuel and motorized cars, the world is going to melt. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, they have been predicting a climate disaster forever, right? These people um, believe that human beings are a scourge on the earth, right? We shouldn't actually exist, and the earth would be amazing if you know we weren't a part of it because mm-hmm. they've got that worldview. Um, just recently, CNN, you can go watch it on Project Veritas. Um, it's making the rounds on social media, but um, they have on on um, hidden camera CNN executive stating that basically what I just said, we're running the end of this pandemic. A pandemic has a life cycle. We're nearing the end. So watch us. Now we're going to go for climate change. Yeah. Um, because fear sells. Yeah, exactly. Fear sells. Yeah. So with that, um, first, who is they? Let's let's play a little video right now of Klaus Schwab and um, you know the leader of the World Economic Forum, one of our favorite Bond villains. Let's play him real quick here, talking about what he's doing in the governments. This young generation, like uh, Prime Minister Trudeau, half of this government, are actually young noble leaders of the world. Right. We penetrate the cabinets. The change is not just happening. The change can be shaped. Us. We have to prepare for a more angry world. How to prepare? Take the necessary action to create a fairer world. I see the need for a great reset. So people assume we are just going back to the good old world which we had and everything will be normal again. This is, uh, let's say, fiction. It will not happen. There is only one way this pandemic is going to go. It's going to get worse and worse and worse. The next crisis is already waiting for us around the corner. And it is the climate crisis. There you go. There you go. It's not a conspiracy when they say it out loud, right? Is it a theory anymore? (laughs) They're stating a matter of fact in your face. And then on the other hand saying, oh, these are not conspiracies of the elite. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, to that end, and Eric, why don't you uh, 
put up our um, graphic. So the, the UN declares war on dangerous conspiracy theories. The world is not secretly manipulated by the global elite. Well, that's true because it's openly. <laughs> it's not secret at all. Yeah, it's openly <laughs> manipulated by the global elite. Now, now here's here's what I love is um, they have, um, as a part of this statement, if you read this article, which is great, it says the United Nations has declared war on conspiracy theories, describing the rise of conspiracy thinking as worrying and dangerous and providing the public with a toolkit to pre-bunk and debunk anybody who dares to suggest that world governments are anything but completely honest, upstanding, and transparent. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're expecting like the punchline, like, and where's the that they're serious. They they think that a naive, gullible world will swallow that hook, line, and sinker. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Well, in order to sell it, they have brought out a relic from the past. Al Gore is out already again. And um, Al Gore has compared climate deniers, because, of course, anybody who opposes this new climate crisis, right? Yes. You know, we're the deniers. We're yeah. the we're the evil people. We don't believe in science. Remember this yeah. theme? Um, you know, I am the science. Yeah. <laughs> um, so climate deniers are really in some ways similar to the 400 law enforcement officers in Uvalde, Texas, who are waiting outside an unlocked door while the children were being massacred. They heard the screams, they heard the gunshots, and nobody has stepped forward. So again, they're trying to position that now. Unbelievable. Yeah. You know, I uh, watch this, and so we're going to have the face exchange from Fauci as he goes off into the uh, sunset. Though he'll he'll scratch for every public uh, his fifteen minutes that's turned into two years of fame. Yeah, and now it's going to change faces to Al Gore and other celebrities because they're all jumping on the bandwagon. It's very popular to whether it's Leonardo DiCaprio or whoever it is. You just got to have this face of climate change. Yeah, they're going to they're going to trot it out because, you know, they they've got to create the emergency so they can, you know, p- take more of um, our liberties away. And um, you know, I I love it. I don't remember who who said it, but I think it's great. Remember, you are the carbon that they are trying to reduce. That's right. And um, you know, we're seeing that right now. We've had a number of shows talking about fertility issues with the vaccine. Um, the fact that, you know, parents are voluntarily uh, transing their children and, and which leads to sterilization and castration and all that's happening to drive our population down further because we're already right now, as we stand, not even at replacement rate. Right. We're seeing countries reporting mysterious drops in live births, you know, up to 15 to 23 percent. Um, we're seeing that, you know, world round. We've had a couple of uh, shows on that. So again, this is a this is a part of their overarching thing. But what I wanted to have you on the show for is to talk a little bit about, um, you know, what's our what's our purpose as Christians? What does uh, the Bible say we should be doing? Um, and so I wanted to talk about that and then, you know, hit you know, kind of where they're going here in in um, driving us this way. Well, you see the opposition of two worldviews. The Christian biblical worldview is, and and I'm going to set aside just for a moment the the woke Christian church that will embrace climate change just like they embraced everything else. Yeah. Let's just talk about what the Bible actually teaches, and that is that 
First of all, humans are to be fruitful and to multiply. The children are a gift and a blessing. And we know in order to maintain population rates uh, of a nation, you need 2.3 children per couple, right? right? And uh, at 2.1, which a lot of the world is, and the new study that came out uh, by 2064, 23 countries are going to have their populations drop by 50% because they're not maintaining that. So just the Lord's encouragement to be fruitful and multiply is a great place to start. By the way, Hungary grabbing hold of that, wanting to maintain their population rate, they're giving incentives for people to have at least three children to maintain their Hungarian heritage. Yeah, because I think uh, Hungary was one of those that was down 23% in some of their counties. Um, yeah. I think it was much as much, and people can fact check me on mm-hmm. this, as much as 30% in certain regions of yeah. Hungary. So, you know, that's, that's a problem. Yeah, so number one, the the they're they're trying to destroy everything first of all the marriage mm-hmm. uh the patriarchy of uh leadership of fathers um that uh you know marriage is now this archaic we're dinosaurs when we believe these things but m- families are the building block of all societies yeah. and when you have strong marriages and strong fathers in the home society can flourish and be extremely uh, fruitful and successful, but you remove that into some dystopian nightmare of gender, trans, everything that's going on now, you're destroying the family. There's no, uh, the reproduction is down people's own desires to have no children. Right. And then uh, ultimately, as we look at, we are to have dominion over the earth as humans, responsible stewardship, Right. But to have dominion over the earth. And this turns everything on its head. Creation now, they worship the creation. So that that now we have to be slaves of climate change. We have to be slaves. They're going to take away our liberty for the promise of security, as you said. So it's uh, it's 180 degrees off a of biblical worldview. Yeah, well, and, and with that, I, I'm going to uh, play a clip of Noah Yuval Harari, which um, has written like three um, best-selling books. He's considered, um, he's one of the advisors to Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum. He's one of their progressive thinkers. And, you know, he's uh, the one I played before talking about how, um, you know, what are we going to do with all these worthless and useless people? You know, as we progress, you know, we're not going to have a need for all these lower in folks. Mm-hmm. And he looks at us as, you know, we're just a scourge upon the earth and, you know, we're, they're trying to eliminate us. But uh, watch this quick little clip of him and, um, and, and see what he really thinks of, of, uh, of who they are and, and their place in this world. The only thing God managed to create are organic uh, beings. All these trees and giraffes and humans, they're just organic. But we are now trying to create inorganic entities, inorganic life forms, cyborgs, artificial intelligence, and so forth. If we succeed, and there is a very good chance we will, then very soon we will be beyond the God of the Bible. Beyond the God of the Bible. And really, we're just at the same place that early civilization, according to Genesis chapter 11, when the people got together to build the Tower of Babel, and they said, we are going to be like God. And uh, God dispersed them and uh, had them accomplish what he wanted them to accomplish. But 
we're at that same place where they're coming in there. They're going to ascend into the heavens and be greater than God. Yeah, and I find it so interesting how that pattern repeats, you know, and we're watching it. I mean, again, you know, Rob always quotes, I think it's Benjamin Franklin is, you know, a man is cursed to to live in uninteresting times. And we are living in very interesting yeah. times that we're getting to to witness some of this stuff all come together this way. It, I mean, on one hand, just from a intellectual perspective, it is fascinating right. to watch it unfold. For a lot of people, I think it's uh, terrifying because fear is... The world is divided with those who are governed by fear and those who are governed by faith. And, and so the people that they filled them with fear through COVID, some people still mask up, walking by themselves down the street. Yeah. Uh, unbelievable, the kind of fear that they have. But the people of faith were the people that moved forward and passed that through faith. Because first of all, we're not afraid to die, not that we're playing in the street, but we're not afraid of this. We're Also, I can promise you, our whole thing is about this, but there is going to be no climate change crisis. And uh, we don't have a crystal ball. We have the more sure word of God's word of how things unfold in the end. Yeah. Um, and and with that, they um, are going to call us climate deniers right. for, you know, challenging anything of what their doctrine is espousing. And again, it's the same thing they did. You know, we were COVID deniers. You know, we didn't believe in COVID. We thought COVID was a hoax. Yeah. You know, that's what they were suggesting as they were locking us out of our businesses, shutting down our churches and doing all that. So this is a new thing. Um and what we um, obviously you can't be a climate denier. We know that climate exists, um, but what they mean by that, of course, is that we don't buy into their narrative that human beings are a scourge upon the earth. We need to be eliminated in order for the earth to to thrive. We are a part of this ecosystem, right? And um, you, before we're talking about. Um, uh, before we began the show, uh, what's, what's happening in Montana. Um, so yeah. talk a little bit about that. Yeah, what's ha- it just came out in an article last week that an uh, eco group has uh, piecemealed in a, a very quiet, uh, now has assimilated 500,000 acres, which was Montana, which was previously ranch and farmland, and they will let no ranching or farming be done on it because their whole idea is now you just got to let it be el natural. Well, we still have to be fruitful and multiply, and we uh, have dominion. So to plant crops and to, I don't know, eating is kind of a positive perspective. It is an important thing. Right. And and it's nice to get some good protein, right? Yeah. Um, and, but they're going to change those things as well, aren't they, Bryce? Uh, yeah, they are, and that's why we're starting to see a move. You know, we we know that food shortages are coming, and mm-hmm. all over the world, they are doing things to encourage the food shortages yes. to, to come, which is really crazy. And uh, shortly, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a, a special guest on that's gonna talk about what they're doing um, to the Dutch farmers because yep. that's been actually going on for quite some time. Yep. We just saw what happened to Sri Lanka. So that's that right. was driven by extreme environmentalist um, uh, proposals, yeah. and they started to Explain starve their own people. a little further if they haven't heard about the, how they're holding back fertilizer. and Yeah, so, um, so a couple of the things that are exasperated right now because of the Russia-Ukraine conflict. Mm-hmm. So all this stuff is tying in, you know, um, 
magnificently, and I yeah. say that as if you're watching it, it's fascinating. In a diabolical In a di- way. Diabolically <laughs> magnificent. Um, yeah, if you're an evil person, you know, and you've orchestrated this, you're like, mm, my plans are coming together perfectly. Right. Um, Klaus Schwab. Um, but you're watching them um, with, you know, withhold, you know, nitrogen mm-hmm. and the supplies for fertilizer. Um, right. In the case of Sri Lanka, they said that all or farming has to be organic and they by government decree insisted that. So it wasn't that they could over time convert voluntarily, maybe through economic incentives, you know, they could they could move more towards um, sustainable, quote unquote, farming and not have all of that. But what they did was overnight, they restricted the farmers in Sri Lanka. And and then all of a sudden, now the yields aren't what they were. And they're unable to not just be a uh, source of, you know, great, you know, economic wealth and prosperity for them because they were feeding a lot of the world rice and mm-hmm. different things like that. But they got to the point where they can't even feed their own people. Right. So now that government has essentially collapsed as a result of it because the people are starving. And then now they, you know, they did a real insurrection yeah. and they stormed, um, you know, and, and uh, their their capital and their government and their um, leaders had to flee. So we're, we're watching those folks starve, and they're trying to do it to the Dutch right now as right. well. And the Dutch, to their credit, are standing up. Mm-hmm. It's not getting very much media attention in, in the mainstream world because, you know, our mainstream media and our leaders do not want to see any of these uprisings based mm-hmm. on, you know, what the bureaucrats are doing around the world. Yeah. And that's what's... It, we are going to experience food shortages here in the yeah. next year or two because you know and I know that the... Just like with COVID, a crisis is created. Right. The government moves in with we have the answer, right? And how they gutted the middle class by um, basically was the most upward move of wealth in yeah. world history of the tech, uh, technocrats yep. and the elites. But the 80% of small businesses in America are the fabric of our economy and they're like crush those. So now as we're gonna see this, if that's what COVID did, I just was thinking about this a little bit, the Robin Hood, it's a reverse Robin Hood for the climate change. Yeah. What they're doing is they're taking all of our wealth that through taxes because uh, wind power and solar power does not work economically without massive federal and state yep. stimulation. So they take all of our wealth and taxes they give it to these people. They're building electric cars, going yeah. to the bank, and they're re- they're redistributing wealth once again into the electronic uh, world uh, from the taxpayers. Oh yes, but they're saving us. Right? Yeah, they're saving understand. us. From they're the saving us from ourselves <laughs> because they, they don't want us to have a car. No, they do not. In fuel. fact, in fact, the World for, uh, Economic Forum, and if you want to put this one up, Eric, uh, calls to reduce private vehicles by eliminating ownership. Remember, you will be happy. You will own nothing. And there you will go. be happy. That's right. Um, and and that's their thing. So they do not want us driving our own personal vehicles, right? Because yeah. that's too much freedom. That's too much liberty. They want us in public transit. Yep. So they can because of course uh, people are not. They're not really wanting you to own electric cars. Mm-hmm. They're wanting you to not own anything. Right. They're not wanting you to get around because a, a vehicle, um, a private automobile, allows so much freedom of movement. Autonomy. Autonomy. That's right. Um, decentralization 
is the power that we had here in America. That was mm-hmm. the principle that our, our founding fathers created, mm-hmm. you know, the, the separation of powers, mm-hmm. the checks and balances. Well, that's what decentralization is. And, and COVID and everything else that the World Economic Forum is doing is all about centralizing and, and consolidating authority that they are going to have. And that's what they're trying to do. It's the same reason why they uh, would love to eliminate our independent sheriffs, you, you know the right. the story just came out that um, they uh, the IRS bought another five million rounds. They're increasing the popu- the uh, number of IRS agents in their latest bill to eighty seven thousand more agents that they're going to hire, and they're arming them. Yeah, you know. So if you you think it's going to be uh, getting better uh, under central authority, it is not. No, it's the same with the Capitol Police, right? They're yeah. having their first, uh, they're trying to federalize that so that, once again, it is a centralization of power to be a monster. Well, and that's what we saw when they transfer power to big business from small business. Mm-hmm. Small business creates a lot of independent people, people yeah. that are the middle class is strong. You know, mm-hmm. those aren't the rich people running no. the small businesses. No. That's the middle class folks that, yeah. you know, and, and yeah, I got to buy a boat, you know, yeah. <laughs> my business is doing well. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's, that's what you have. And those are the people that are being eliminated in favor of you know, people who own the Walmarts and the Costcos and the big box stores and the big, you know, Googles and everything else of the world. And so, again, it's all this concentration of wealth. So Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum, Bill Gates, Zuckerberg, oh, this is the elite's plan that you'll own nothing and you'll be happy. But this is the unique dynamic of elites, right? They're going to own everything. And uh, you would say, well, you first, <laughs> you sell everything, yeah. you live on a very small universal income check, which is what they want to yep. do. UBI. Yeah. And you own nothing and we'll watch you guys for 10 years and see how happy you are with no autonomy and you're a slave to the state. Give up all of your liberty for this promise of security and let's see how happy you are. Yeah, and a part of that is, um, you know, they are going to, over the next um year here, beat the drum while they have suppressed our food supplies, mm-hmm. while they have intentionally caused, um, you know, food insecurity, which mm-hmm. is their term for starvation. Yeah. Uh, they are going to start pushing us away from protein and specifically meat, um, beef, all of that. So we're going to lay that out in a moment, but we're going to go to our sponsor real quick okay. and then uh, and then come back and we're going to hit that one hard. Let's do it. It's scary times out there right now. With inflation, supply chain issues, and attacks on our currency, we are all feeling the pressure and it seems like a recession or maybe even a real depression is on the way. What impact are we going to see on our savings and retirement accounts? Well, you may want to make gold a part of your strategy, Birch Gold Group is who I trust to help diversify a portion of your retirement or convert an old IRA or 401k out of the risky stock market and into physical precious metals. Think about this. Since before the time of King David, one asset has held its value better than anything else in the history of the world, gold. And it can help protect you now. 
Text LIBERTY to 989898 and get a free info kit on diversifying and protecting your savings with precious metals in a tax-sheltered account. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of satisfied customers, text LIBERTY to 989898 and get real help from Birch Gold today. Again, text LIBERTY to 989898 to claim your free no obligation info kit on protecting your savings with gold. All right, I'm back here with uh, with my friend Pastor Rick Brown, and we are talking about um, you know what they're doing in this great reset. And um, one of the things that they're going to be hitting hard right now is they do not want us to be eating meat mm-hmm. now, partly because that's for them. That's for them. Steak, right. yeah, is is living the good life. And uh, they don't want you to eat steak. Plus, they connect it to climate change that they're creating methane gas This yeah. through uh, cow manure and various things. So they can pretty much, you know, I've discovered that it's either it's COVID, 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 or it's climate change, climate change. It, that's their, their two mantras. And then racism. Yeah. But because they can blame the crisis of the border on Central America's climate change. They can blame the war in Syria on climate change. They can pretty much they can blame obesity on. Cl- they can blame it pretty much for everything, and even in the issue of protein, methane gas, climate change. Yeah. Well, now the new one is uh, we eat too much protein, and uh, why don't you put this title up here from Scientific American? Eating too much protein makes pee a problem pollutant in the U.S. So because of our protein-packed diets, um, you know, it adds excess nitrogen to the environment through urine, rivaling pollution from agricultural fertilizers. Unbelievable. So, so yes. And we just have a word of encouragement. The Lord created us. He created this ecosystem. And he knows that we have actually waste that comes from our body, and it doesn't destroy anything. Yeah, no, um, and, and the Lord knows how much population this earth can sustain. He's in charge of this, That's right. um, not you know, not us. Now, again, going back to we must be good stewards, you know, don't throw your fast food containers out of your car window driving yeah. down the highway. Most certainly. Yeah. You know, uh, clean up after yourself. Uh, let's make sure our businesses are clean. Mm-hmm. You, you know, and America has done a tremendously good job mm-hmm. of that. Um, we are the... Uh, a whipping boy for the world, you know, here in the U.S. because you know the our own citizens uh, that are doing this stuff hate us. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they think we're a scourge on the earth. But you look at China and India and all these other countries that are happily and merrily polluting uh, in order to gain on us um, yeah. economically. They're the, restricting nothing. They're, they're restricting full nothing. tilt. Yep. And I think that 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 reality of of being. Um, full tilt and trying to restrict our, uh, it, it, at every turn, it is a way to weaken our nation, weaken our yes. nation. And finally, people are in office that really believe this uh, global reset. They want to, they're globalists. They're not, they don't, uh, they're not patriots in the sense that they want to protect the borders of our nation. Well, and and they're, they're in cahoots. And like Klaus Schwab said, in, you know, uh, putting them into cabinets and basically steering and directing things. Yeah, well, they're certainly not Christian nationalists, yeah, like we're right. being accused of being right now. And I've been thinking about that one, and I'm saying, you know, wait, maybe that's not so bad, because, you know, I am a Christian. You are. I am a Christian. 
and I do believe in America first, and I do believe in sovereignty and the fact that uh, you know we should be taking care of our people here. And so, you know, maybe I'm a nationalist too. I guess. Well, I would encourage every nation to uh, obviously we would encourage everybody to be a Christian as well. Yes. But to love your nation and to secure your own borders, if it's in France or it's Germany, it's not like we want something that uh, others. We have never uh, really taken over even when we were in world war one or world war two right you know we uh you know the occupiers well it was for peace afterwards but we we came back home yeah. you know what i mean we come back home it's not like we're trying to uh engulf the world yeah we did a bad job in iraq and some of those places that we were told that That's we true. were going to just you know yeah. take them over and we were yeah. and when it was all about oil and all that stuff yeah. and then we didn't get really any yeah. good deals out of that well, we, we get a spanking when we try to get involved where we shouldn't, right? Yeah. Uh, Iraq, Afghanistan, Vietnam, those are, uh, we didn't have a good plan. We had no real strategy to get in and out. And Yeah, no, and, and yeah. I mean, you know, we're, we don't want to go too far off on that tangent. Right. But, but yeah, yeah. The, we did not do things wisely, right. um, you know, in any of those things. And there was a lot more of uh, shenanigans that were going on by, you know, people in our war military industrial complex that, yeah. would, you know, wanted to line their own pockets with wealth and war was good for them that's right so. well we have the industrial complex we have the big pharma complex yeah now we have the climate change complex which is the whole electric uh energy the the renewable energies which is the new new thing and in each one of those things tremendous wealth is made by the elites that's right. and the oligarchy and that's mm -hmm. what we're seeing again with this climate thing um yeah. you know al gore became fabulously wealthy making all these predictions, none of which came true. Um, mm -hmm. New York was supposed to be underwater by, you know, I don't know, 2010, 2012. It was, you know, Manhattan was going to be flooded because we didn't do what we needed to be doing and we weren't listening to him. So they're, they're at it again. Um, going to the protein thing, um, they want us to eat crickets. Are you Literally eat insects. Crickets? Yeah, I, well, you know, I have... I'm probably one of the few people I've eaten grasshoppers because, yeah. you know, in Uganda, they have uh, grasshopper season and they fry them in peanut oil. And as I've joked with people, you could fry a tennis shoe in peanut oil and it tastes good. And they give you a little, you know, it's like eating sunflower seeds. You're eating fried yeah. crickets and or uh, grasshoppers and they are good and they are crunchy. Do I want to live on a diet of it? I don't think so. Yeah. Well, my point is, is, hey, listen, eat what you want to eat, <laughs> but I want you to have the freedom and That's liberty right. to eat crickets. I do not want uh, Klaus Schwab to be telling us <laughs> that we're going to eat crickets while he's eating his Wagyu beef. Can you? Yeah, exactly. Can you see this on a menu? You yeah. get your little cr cricket protein shake or. Yeah, uh, well, they have they have uh, they have code words for it. Um, but anyway, uh, why don't you put up that uh, Edward Snowden uh, graphic? So I think this is great. This is awesome. Uh, Edward Snowden uh, came out and said, uh, uh, people are like, I'm not going to eat the crickets. And, and uh, Edward Snowden says, oh, you're going to eat the crickets, brother. They're going to be everywhere. They're going to put them in hot pockets. Your kids are going to be like, mom, I want the pizza crickets. <laughs> and it is true because they're already doing it. Right. They're, they've been um, you know pumping some of this stuff up. Um, you know, quite a bit already. Um, be wary of uh, those who have shellfish allergies because it seems to affect you. Um, and then they they just built the world's largest uh, cricket farm in uh, London, Ontario. And so they're gearing up for this. And again, yeah. they've created these conditions yeah. uh, in order to create a situation where, yeah, you will eat crickets if you are hungry enough. And that's what they're trying to do. And it won't be voluntary at that point. 
And they're even selling it on Stephen Colbert with, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah, they're bringing out the celebs. Let's play that video because this one's good. Now, what is this? This looks like I could make cocoa with this. What is right? What is that? Well, uh, that's an insect-based premium protein. It's made from Molitor, which is mealworm larvae. Uh, the company is called Insect. This is Infras. This is for fertilizer. Mm -hmm. And as you have there, this is a powder derived from the mealworm, and it's a insect protein just been approved by the EU for human consumption. You're not just getting me to eat dirt, are you? <laughs> no, man. I wouldn't play you, bro. We're like one, we're like one entity now. That that is, that is, if this is protein, it's essentially tasteless. It's just a protein supplement? Exactly. I could put and this I'm, in a smoothie or something? I'm telling you, yep, and they'll be making all kinds of stuff out of it. And by the way, it is the the, the making of it is severely reducing the, the amount of emissions it takes. It is it is a innovation just in we're doing something incorrectly. If we make this switch, it's a huge, huge uh, intervention. Um there you go. And you had to connect it to emissions, right? So the emissions, you and I, each day, we breathe out about two pounds of CO2. Right. Right. So we are creating, and and the plant life around us is sucking that up as food. Right. So this whole, uh, you know, emissions and CO2, whether it's cows or, uh, it's, it's really strange, Bryce, that plants and trees and anything that has the process of photosynthesis seems to love yeah. CO2. As a matter of fact, plants thrive. If it was quadrupled, uh, the CO2 emissions, plant life would explode even greater with growth. Yeah. Well, and we've seen that, by the way, because they do have... Um, Scientific evidence Scientific of, uh, you know, the earth is greener than it was. That's and correct. actually we could go up a couple of degrees and actually be even better off and go into a period of absolute uh, thriving. Um, I am not going to eat crickets uh, <laughs> unless I absolutely have to. Unless um, they're fried in peanut oil. Unless they're fried in peanut oil. <laughs> I, I'd rather eat grasshoppers. Those seem like a little bit more yeah, meat on those. I agree. Um, but you know what? Shout out to my mother-in-law who's going to die in a matter of days without uh, real food because she will not eat crickets. Um, she's already <laughs> said, uh, you know, she's a very picky eater. Love you, mom. Yeah. And uh, and she will go to her death rather than eat crickets. <laughs> she. she she has already declared that, and I believe that woman because she is gloriously stubborn. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> so let's talk for a moment. We we have to hash out because we're going to be called climate deniers, and, and and we need to be climate realists, or we're into climate reality because yeah. that's really what we're talking about, which is truth. The definition of truth is real or reality. We are connected to it, and we saw that truth. Uh, there was this. I mean. Um, you would think that that reality is obvious, whether it was through COVID, as we begin to see the outplane of results, who was really affected, mm -hmm. and that truth becomes self-evident, right? It's it's something that it reveals itself. And this uh, label that they're just like they call us, white Christian nationalists, whatever. Christo-fascists. That's, that's right. The, if you, that's the if you love Jesus and you actually love our country, you're a Christian nationalist. Yes. And we just happen to be white too. So that's, you know, that's bad. That's white. the worst part of that's it. That's, you know, our, our, you know, we couldn't do anything. It's immutable, but you know, we're, 
yep, we, we got to apologize for our privilege. But I was just thinking, uh, I, I wanted to mention a couple of things, Bryce, on this subject, because you and I are having fun with this. We have a Christian worldview. We stay on top of what's happening in and connected with reality. But we're not the only people that are saying such things. I'd like to mention just a, a couple of go-to people that yeah. I, I, I'd like to mention. This is uh, Dr. Ri- Dr. Richard Lindzen, who is a uh, atmospheric physicist. He is uh, retired from MIT, the most prestigious technical institute in America. And um, in our footnotes, there's a great uh, hour and a half debate, which is really not a debate because the guy that's supposed to debate him agrees with absolutely everything he says. (laughs) (laughs) Because this guy's brilliant. He's written over 200 uh, academic papers and, and she's off the chart. And he says that there's no, there's nothing to worry about. He doesn't uh, know what all the drama is about. The next one also is a physicist from Princeton. He's um, William Happer. And he was uh, actually on, um, in the Department of Energy in the 90s. This guy's a brilliant physicist. And we have in the footnotes a great one-hour presentation by Dr. Happer. These are from Princeton and uh, MIT, these are brilliant men that are saying the exact same thing that Bryce Eddy and I are saying. And a great new read from a young um, uh, philosophy graduate from Duke University is Alec Epstein, The Moral Case for Fossil Fuels. And he spoke uh, recently uh, in Congress, and they asked him, are you a scientist about these things? He said, no. What is your degree in? He said, philosophy. And they said, well, why are we even talking to you? He said, I'm here to help you think better. Mm, And uh, I, I love that line, because that's exactly what needs to happen. And there's a lot of great people that are going to be uh, they're going to be canceled. They're going to be suppressed. Yeah. They're going to be demonized. These guys are when you Google them, it comes up as climate deniers, climate deniers. But you listen to them, everything they're talking talking about is science based. No, this is this is part two of what we saw with COVID, mm-hmm. where you know the Robert Malones, the Peter McCullough's, all right. the doctors um, that that again were lauded, um, had the you know best. Um, uh, you know the the highest levels of degrees, the the most uh, peer reviewed articles. You know all of those. You know, da- you know down to. I mean, it's the same formula. They're going to do it to these guys again because again now they're going to pump this up. It's it's going to be climate. Uh, you know, climate change twenty four seven. These guys are going to speak out and they're going to be you know bumped off of YouTube, bumped yeah. off of Twitter, all of those sort of stuff, and, and say that they are threatening the very existence of mankind with their um, disinformation and misinformation. And they're going to use those um, real anecdotal things like uh, Uvalde and say, oh, it's just the same as that. When yeah. uh, the pressure was on here for the vaccine in California, Governor Newsom came out and said, if you don't get the vaccine, it's the equivalent of you being a drunk driver driving down the road and you're going to kill your neighbor. Yeah. And so you'll liken it to the most scary demon, uh, you know, vilif- vilification of that person that you possibly can. Yeah. And that's how they work unless you speak up and stand up. I do not have a degree from MIT. But I do know, and you can mark my words, this is what they are going to do. <laughs> yes, I agree with you. And We've seen it before, folks. Yeah. And it's like you said, it's not, I mean, the UN saying conspiracy theories. It's not a conspiracy theory. These elites are on public record saying exactly what they're going to do. 
Yeah, no, um, on public record, uh, you know, bo both verbally in speeches and in their writings, the books that they've published. That's correct. Um, you know, um, you've all know Harari, which is a, you know, evil, vile, despicable human being in his philosophies. Mm -hmm. I pray for him. God can save him. That's right. I, yep. I'm having to interject that stuff more and more because, you know, I'm starting to feel like I just want to beat these people up so much, you know, that I <laughs> have to remind myself. salvation. <laughs> remind myself of my Christian worldview constantly. <laughs> Pray for me, Rick. <laughs> no, it's really an important thing for us to keep that in, in mind. Yeah, no, that it's we, true. We can be praying for them. But this whole uh, Great Reset is basically just revisiting what Hitler's goal was with eugenics and killing, uh, you know, the people yeah. that were, uh, they were, uh, in, had mental disabilities began to kill yeah. them. People that were in minority groups kill them. Uh, just cleanse in his obviously his Aryan nation view of yeah. what he wanted to promote, but it's just recycling. Isn't it amazing how these things just come back around? Bryce? Yeah, well, it's a, it, it is, it's a, it's amazing. And you know, what I was going to say about, um, uh, Harari is he's, um, Jewish, he's openly gay. He, and he's, you know, decided to, you know, reject the God of the Bible mm -hmm. and, you know, go down this path, which I find interesting because yeah, yeah this is, he is espousing, um, you know, what, uh, what was espoused, you know, or, or what was promoted to, you know, eliminate the Jews and, you know, all that stuff, this is what they do. And I find it, I, I find it just a mystery as to, as to how you can go down that path. Yeah. I think it's just, it's hubris. It's so exaltation of the human intellect, very much like the tower of Babel that we're going to ascend. And, and he said, be greater than God, because he's saying all God can do is create organic things. Well, organic things are much harder to create than cyborgs and mechanical yeah. things, right? Um, they, yes, they but we are those. moving beyond the God of the Bible <laughs> with our science. Science. I, if you speak against me, you're speaking against science. Famous I words am, of darkness. Dark, I am the science. <laughs> Dr. Fauci. <laughs> yeah. I do terrible impressions, but <laughs> my best attempt. <laughs> well, I think just coming back around to the Christian worldview, we do, we have, we're filled with faith. The Lord has asked us to have dominion over the earth with good stewardship. Yeah. If we're drilling for oil or whatever, we need to you know do it in responsible ways. If we're mining for resources, do it in responsible ways. All and and there can be abuse in those areas. We know that, but uh, the Lord has given us dominion over the earth and wants us to be fruitful and multiply and to live filled with faith. And it's such a contrast to this fear mongering and um, everything else. So. Yeah. And along those lines, I mean, I always want to bring it um, around to, you know, what do we do in mm -hmm. our communities mm -hmm. and um, you know, ongoing theme that I have is that we do have community and community is very powerful. Yeah. And, you know, us as uh, believers coming together, our churches locally, nationally coming together and pushing back against these things is, is how we win. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think their narratives are, are going to get more and more intense and they're going to be pushing harder and harder because they, I believe, are losing a little bit of the grip on all of this as people are starting to wake up, starting to pay attention, see these patterns that we're talking about here. Mm -hmm. Um, we need to be preparing our households. We need to be uh, working our plots of land. We need to be sharing with our neighbors. You know, all those sort of things yeah. are going to be what's going to get us through harrowing times. And mom, even you can uh, eat a cricket or two if we have to. 
<laughs> well, I think that's so important to know that community is so important because we saw the isolation that they tried to do with yep. COVID and to shut down communities like churches because they realize that's where strength and faith and freedom is strengthened yeah. and, and hope is strengthened and they can't fill them with fear as much if they're um, uh, getting together and being encouraged. So it's, it's really a, a vitally important dynamic to life because whatever's coming around, somehow there will be the desire to break up community once again. Yeah, and they're going to try, yeah. um, and I think that they're going to come up with something that they're going to say um, to attack the churches, to attack those that are standing against us. They're they, you know, the the tactic that they just tried. You know, we won, and, and we did win. You know, um, because of churches like ours and others mm -hmm. across the the U.S. that you know stood in defiance. You know, unfortunately, not every church did, but enough did that. You know, we got in their way, and mm -hmm. they tried here you know, legislatively to do things, and they're going to try something else along those lines to to get us to have to back down or to have legal means to go after the, the people that are, you know, wanting to keep their own cows or grow their own chickens or, you know, grow their own gardens. And, um, you know, one of those things, uh, I, I believe, you know, they're, they're attacking our water here locally. You know, there's stuff like that they're going to try to do to restrict our ability to, you know, have liberty. Yeah. Create crisis. So yep. we have to beg, uh, you know, it's very much like Oliver to us. Can I have some more, sir? Yeah. Can I have some crickets, please? <laughs> please. And the desire, uh, at all the pressure points to control the populace. Yeah. And, and they can do it. I mean, they, they, tyranny has a, not only a strong history, but, um, we see some of the countries that didn't do as well, like in Canada and Australia, where they were just so uh, really brutal in, in how they locked them down. And it, the next go around, they, they've got a, a, as Klaus Schwab prepared people, we're going to have a period of violence because people are going to rise up, and, but they're, they're going to bring uh, the boot to put on everybody's neck. Yeah. So in the uh, few minutes, we have... a remaining uh, what do you want to what do you want to leave us with well as uh, i said a few moments ago just to be filled with faith and and to i i think the best thing we can do right now what is i mean if the un's making a declaration it's because citizen journalist programs like this yeah are uh decentralized mm -hmm. across the world and across america are getting the message out and and to be well informed personally so that you are uh, not only close to the Lord in your own relationship with him, but be well-informed about these issues so that you can communicate them to the people around you because everybody has a sphere of influence. It might be small, yeah. it might be big, but we all can be salt and light in these times that are, are, are very difficult. But be filled with hope. You know, yeah. we, we win, and, and when we get together in community, we can encourage one another. That's why the Bible says, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together, as is the custom of some, because um, we do encourage one another. We stir up love and good works for one another when we're we're with each other. So, uh, make that happen. However, it's got to happen. All right. Well, you heard it from Rick Brown himself, and what I also heard today 
is share our episodes on Liberty Station and subscribe to us on uh, wherever you get your podcast on Rumble, YouTube. Share it with your friends. Get the word out because that's how we are going to be a threat to the Great Reset. Amen. <laughs>